Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. What's up, Luca Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Okay, do you know what I have on my mind? Nothing. You're swimming in the sea of yoga and um, incense and uh, Mexican ladies. I don't know. What do you got on your mind there today? I, <laughs> I want to talk about Larry Legend. And I'm trying Ooh, to understand okay. what is going on with these vintage cards. So what confuses me, Cage, and maybe you'll help me here. Mm-hmm. Larry Bird was drafted in 78. He didn't play till 79. Okay. His rookie card, though, is the 1981 Tops. Is that right? Yes. How, how does someone – so we keep pushing people into well, – we don't push people anywhere, frankly. But we've talked a lot about modern. Mm-hmm. But we, we haven't covered vintage a ton. Yep. And there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of – it's tough to figure out the true rookie year of a guy like Larry Bird. And the second question I have is <laughs> why does his PSA 10 from his rookie year sell for significantly less than that trio card with Magic Johnson uh, – Magic Johnson, uh, who else is on that card? I can't, what? Dr. There's J multiple versions, but the one year, yeah, Magic, Bird, and, and Julius Irving scoring leader card. So those are my two questions. You know, how does one go about figuring out who, what's the true rookie? And mm-hmm. two, why does the true rookie of Larry Legend actually sell for less than the true? Well, what, what are you considering the true rookie? The 1981. Well, how come? I don't know enough about vintage. This isn't my area. So so I don't know that many people who would consider the 81 tops uh, Larry Bird card his rookie card. Um, you know, it's definitely his first solo card. Um, it's not, I mean, normally, you know, like when we talk about what's a rookie, what's not, right? It's in a major release and it's um, you know it's 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 widespread, and it's it comes from a time where someone's actually played in the league. So you think of like Bowman cards; they're more prospect cards. They're not uh, they're not rookie yet because they haven't played in the league yet. Um, and once they play in the league, they're they're rookie cards. So the for Bird, the eighty tops card is his rookie card. I mean, he had already played in the league. He won Rookie of the Year, I think, in seventy nine. Right. Um, and he was one of the scoring leaders in you know, 1980. He's on that card. I think the question you're asking is more of there are cards of players that usually they're in the same year. Uh, sometimes they're after that are um, their first solo card that, that command a premium for whatever reason. Um, I can think of a couple off, off the top of my head. Um, Thurman Munson has a 1971 tops card. That is his first card. Uh, by himself because in 70 he's on a split card gray border card these cards uh, 70 and 71 have the have been the last couple of years of um, that heritage has used you know the throwback kind of cards that are in it from 30 year throwback so um you know y- you're familiar with those designs um the 71 card of munson sells for significantly more than the 70 rookie does in high grade um even though it's got the cup on it you know it's got the the thing that you see the second year it's got like the all-star rookie trophy on the card but it's a real cool card. It's a black border, very condition sensitive. Another one I can think of is um, 
is um, um, Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken had an 82 tops card in the 82 top set, which is his rookie card, but it's got, it's one of those in 82 tops. They had a, a tri-panel also card, not a ripped off card like this one, but, um, you know, tri, tri-card with each of the team's three rookies on it. You've seen similar cards, like I said, you know, it, I think I've seen Acuna and Albies on a similar type of card as well, where there's three of them on the same um, card. They're, you know, the Braves rookie card. But in that one, they had Baltimore's rookies, and Ripken was one of them. But in the 82 Tops traded set, he's got a really cool solo card that sells for more in high grade than the 82 Tops regular card does, even though it's a quote-unquote later card. It's from the traded, you know, like the updated series, you'd call it rookies and traded um so if i wanted to invest in just a larry bird card right and yep. just a larry bird yep. rookie card yeah because uh, to me the scoring leaders card doesn't really fit the criteria of a rookie card for me as just the way i invest where would okay. i look well it, listen that's going to be a personal preference of yours the 81 tops which is a solo card of his it does fetch a hefty amount of money in high grade it does do you know it the does. pop on that no, I'd imagine it's probably pretty low. It is. So there's 3,221 graded. Okay. 3,221. And there's 37 that are graded with like a plus. And then there's 216 with a qualifier. Uh, there's only 57 PSA 10s. Wow. For Larry Legend, that, that's... That's very few. And, and they fetch up to 18, 19,000, but that's not my play today. My play is to take a look at the PSA 9 and even the PSA 8. So the PSA yeah. 9 pop is 963. The PSA 8 pop is 1,696 without the qualifiers and all that stuff. Uh, the PSA 9 is 799 bucks or best offer. And I think for people like me, like I love Larry Bird. I don't like Magic Johnson that much. So like I wanted to get that trio card but I didn't want Magic Johnson on the card. So I'm, I started looking, I started looking and with the vintage, what do we say? You gotta, you gotta, gotta, gotta do your homework. So I start looking, I start looking and I really love this 1981 tops card of Larry Bird. And the 10 is out of my price range, but the nine is pretty realistic. 800 bucks or best offer. I think that's a good deal. I think that's a great place to get into vintage. What do you think about that cage? Even though like it's it. not the proven trio card. So I like it. Um, I don't like it, but I like it. You ready? So sometimes I'm, I'm all in on your stuff. So I good, am a good. guy who... Well, this, is, this who, isn't my typical play, Cage. Yeah. This is so, not my typical play. Um, so I would say that, that my collection strategy has changed as well over the last couple of years. Um, and I am I'm moving away from anything that's not a, quote, rookie card. Even if it's something that is a, quote, questionable rookie card. You know what I mean? What, what like, are you going to do with that holy grail laying uh, in your basement? Right. So, I mean, you know, and, and one, of the, one of the cards that we can talk about that, that, you know, it falls questionably into this list and you can consider it is the 51 Bowman Mantle versus the 52 Tops Mantle. It might be the only card I sort of make an exception for. What I was talking more about were, you know... Like, I was talking I, about the Jordan Fleer. The Jordan Fleer isn't his rookie year. Well... I would I would still consider the '86 his rookie card because okay. even though he even though he has star cards, they were never widely distributed. They weren't from a major manufacturer. They weren't, you know, um, 
you know, they weren't in um, like pack distribution. They were like, you know, distributed in these sealed team bags and, and that kind of stuff. So um, I consider that card still his, his, you know, first mainstream rookie card. Whereas an 81 tops that follows an 80 tops, it's going to be much more difficult for you to, you know, make the argument that an 81 tops card is his rookie card. I mean, that in and of itself doesn't really matter. There's clearly collectability there, especially in mm-hmm. high grade. Um, I love it because, I mean, you didn't get prices on it, but the PSA 8, I see him for a little over 100 bucks. I mean, that's, you know, you can't even get a bowl bowl card for that now. I, I actually have an interesting strategy when it comes to PSA 8s. I go for SGC old label 86s, and I hope that they bump up. And if worst, you're making money because they're so much cheaper than uh, – PSA 8s, but they're actually the equivalent and really they're graded higher. And when it comes to SGC and Vintage, they're really strict on their cards. Okay. I mean, I definitely like it. Um, Because, for example, the the SGC 86 sold for like $75 of the Larry Bird, where the PSA 8 sells for $200. So in that scenario, why not buy the SGC 86 uh, which is how they used to grade it, right? Uh, yep. And crack it and try to get a PSA 9. And if at worst, it comes back a PSA 8. I love it. Um, all right. Well, did, I mean, did the, the cat bite your tongue? No, you like I'm, I'm play just so much. I love Cage Speechless. Guys, this, is, no, this I, doesn't happen often. This doesn't I was, happen often. I'm looking at it. The only thing is, I mean, I'm, I'm more of a hesitating to say it. The old SGC labels, I, you know, I, I get nervous with those. Probably not with a card like this. I'm sure you're fine. But the old SGC labels, I have had situations where I have attempted to cross uh, over an old SGC label and it, it, it came back as trimmed, you know? And here I spent a lot of money on an SGC, you know, slab. And I'm like, all right, well, I know it's authentic at least. You know, SGC is a legitimate company. They're not going to put a, you know, a problem there. Sure, if it doesn't come back with the grade I want, I get it. That's fine. But I, I would crack cards out of SGC and, get, and PSA would tell me they were trimmed. So, you know, that's, that's scary and that's a way to lose some money. So it wasn't really cat got your tongue. It was more of, you know, shit, do I, uh, you know, do I bring up that bad memory? <laughs> so, it, ended up, it ended up working out somehow, some way. But actually on that point, I've, I tried to cross uh, BGS quad nine five uh, LeBron Chrome. Yep. And a BGS quad nine five Kobe tops 50th. Neither of them crossed, but those are high, high, high ticket items. Those are $5,000, $8,000 cards. And it got me to thinking, I don't think I, I, it's clear PSA isn't crossing cards like they used to. Right. But when it comes to cracking cards, I do think, cheaper cards there is a little bit of an opportunity because it's so low risk right you're at worst you're into the investment for 75 bucks 100 bucks 150 bucks i wouldn't crack out my lebron chrome that was seven thousand bucks it just i don't have the stomach for that but i would crack out a larry bird for 75 bucks from sgc and try to get a psa eight or nine because the risk is so low and it does have upside so i'm switching my strategy when it comes to cracking or crossing to really lower end cards or lower price cards where there's less risk on, on the board. I like it. I definitely do. I like it a lot. Um, I'm trying to think what we got over here. Um, so my play for today is one, it's going to be an odd one, right? So 
Um, and, and by the way, if you haven't listened to yesterday's episode, we're getting a lot of messages about this. If you haven't listened to yesterday's episode, Andrew's Kobe mutual fund is like the, it's the talk of the town, as is the last couple of minutes. If you didn't tune into the end of it, we give little, you know, tidbits here. And, you know, that, that LeBron refractor thing. I mean, there are people, we, we told you people are going to be posting about this and all oh, record price and blah, blah, blah. And people are sending us pictures. Oh, look at the new record price. But you guys know better because you, because you listen to us. So, you know, it's, it's one of the advantages of a daily play. So here's another advantage, right? So Andrew and I, we eat, we drink, we sleep, we shit sports cards. So, you know, but with the help of the, the, our listening audience and these Instagram groups that if you, if you have any interest in joining, please just send us a message. We'll get in. One of the listeners, um, maybe you'll remember who it was. I don't remember who it was Sammy or, or somebody uh, who told us about us, you know, told, told us when this released, I didn't even know this existed. Maybe if new this year, I think they might've had it last year, but um, my play for today is it's a fun one. Right. So, so, um, and it's timely, right? Hoops basketball. So it's a set that not everybody loves because, you know, there's a lot of them out there, even though there's not a lot in high grade and it's a low end card, but hoops is usually kind of like an entry level, um, you know, basketball play. It's a nice way. If you want to buy a Zion this year, you can get it for inexpensive hoops just came out last week with a premium stock set that there are two of. There's like a typical retail one, which the cards are not numbered, but they're on a different stock, premium stock. Um, and there's also these like Pulsar packs that come with it. I think they were available at Target, you know, retail uh, outlets for like 150 bucks. They're all sold out there. Um, and people are selling the sets for like, you know, almost double that, 250, 275, you know, just sealed sets. That's not my play, not a sealed set. But my play is this. I read, although it's not confirmed, I read that there is a full print run of 8,000 of these sets total, which is nothing for our world, okay? Um, and no one's looking for these things now, but there are people who are buying them and breaking them open because they want to take the Zion and the Jod, maybe the Tyler Hero out in premium stock and send it to PSA and grade it and get it to be the first one that's going up there. These, these things are hitting this week. Right, so they're hitting eBay this week. No one's looking for them because everybody's looking for Panini one and one, which by next year no one's going to give a shit about. So please don't waste your money on that. So anyway, um, no one's looking for Panini. Panini one is the release. Yeah, one and one is another release that just came out this past week. It got it's one. Kind of a cool, it's one a cool looking one, right? Yeah, there's some cool stuff in it, but it's the first year of it, and you know, it's just it, it's yet another. Panini release that has RPAs that are numbered that are the same as every other RPA that's out there. I don't see any difference between that and the myriad of other products. Go ahead, please. Can I ask you one question without getting too derailed? Is sure. this the most releases Panini's had in a 12 month period of time in history? Probably, especially it seems like it because remember they were shut down for a little while. So they're trying to catch up to their normal schedule for next year and also put out all the releases. So but, but there'll be more next year and there'll be more the year after because they'll continue to put out releases and more releases as much as the market will bear until it becomes a junk wax bubble and it explodes. Which well, I hope, and I by, hope by, release, guys, I, by release, I don't mean like the number of Prism cards printed. I'm talking no. about a, the Prism, Optics, Select, Panini One, uh, Flawless. Yeah, one and one. Nash Flawless, Immaculate, one National Treasures, Hoops, Chronicles, Dunris, clearly Dunris. Clearly hoops, clearly my ass. Yes, there's a million <laughs> things that are out there. Yeah. So it is more than they've ever had. I would I would venture to say that every year 
they put out more than the year before. Yes. I, I, I don't know the answer, but I, I feel very comfortable saying that 2020, they had more than 2019 and that they will put out more in 2021 than they did in 2020. Um, because there's just so much demand for it. But back to the hoops play, right? So there are people out there who are opening these sets up. They're, they're cracking packs to, to sell them, these Pulsar versions. Um, and they have these premium stock sets out there. And, you know, they paid 150 bucks for it to break it. They got some packs and they figure that they're going to get their money back just on the Ja and the Zion, maybe the Tyler Hero. You know what that is? If you're a collector of somebody else, let's say you're a Darius Baisley guy, right? Or you're a collector in last year of Cam Reddish. I know Andrew loves Cam Reddish. Or if you're somebody who believes in any of these other players, let alone Luca as a second year whole deal. I see him already popping up on eBay. They're a couple of bucks. Even the rookies, $3, $3.99 for a Darius Baisley. Now this is a card that no one's looking at right now because no one knows it's out. But there are no other cards, not the Prism base card, not the Optic, you name it, that have a print run as low as this premium stock is going to be, right? And then in turn, you're going to have some low pops on the PSA 10s if you wind up grading them. So the play that I'm telling you is pick your rookie, right? I, I, don't, I don't know who your favorite rookie from this set is going to be. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, if it's Zion, go grab a Zion. People are really not looking for these right now. If it's... Uh, you know, if it's Rui Hachimura, you can find a Rui Hachimura um, premium stock. Uh, if it's Eric Pascal, you can find R.J. Barrett, a couple of dollars each. They're all on eBay. I see, you know, some of them are those pull-down ones, you know, where it's pick your player, right? Seriously. There are team sets for a couple of dollars. Um, you can get these. You can probably get decent versions of them, and you can probably, um, you know, send them in and grade them and have a nice, um, you know, collection piece for whoever your rookie is i'm gonna throw another fun one out there for you as well in addition to the um the one that everyone was able to get at target you know the one with the 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 pulsar prisms the packs i don't know where this is released i don't know if it was released on on you know panini's website i didn't see it but this is not uh you know not the one that that you know, I've seen, I guess I can look it up. It was on Panini's website. I think is where it is. They also released a, um, a premium stock premium box set, right? That has versions of the card, like checkerboards that are numbered to 149 and gold one-on-ones as well. And I'm not telling you to go get the gold one-on-ones, but why I'm bringing this up is this is people like to look for their rookies, the guys they like, when the release comes out. So right now people are typing into their eBay search terms. They're typing in um, one and one Zion, one and one Ja, one and one Panini, one and one Tyler Hero. They're most likely not typing in Hoops Premium out of 199 Tyler Hero or Hoops Premium out of 199 whoever your guy is, right? But if you type that in, and I, I'll do it, you want to name me a rookie, Andrew? You want to just throw anyone out there for me? Jordan Bone? I know that's your favorite. You like the guy Bone. Um, Eric Pascal. You know, Eric guy. Pascal, right? So, Dude, so. how sick was that game winner? If you guys haven't watched that game winner in a long time, uh, go back. It was the UNC Nova game. Good game, sorry. Sorry to yeah. derail. So, I mean, they're, they are, they're available. They're on eBay already, and more of them are going to pop up. Um, because people are breaking these sets and not everyone wants their Eric Pascal, you know? And I see one right here now, it's less than $10 for the out of 199 hoops premium set, Eric Pascal. 
I love it. No money on it at all. There's quite a few of them actually here on eBay for under ten dollars. Do you think um, because it's a premium stock, it's going to grade better? I do. I do. Oh. Also, it wasn't in packs. I mean, listen. If you happen to if you happen to open your box up and the you know the you know my my Phoenix Fire set, the Fanatic set that I opened, Joe Burrow was the last card in the box. So Joe Burrow was not gradable. The corner was dinged. Because in a box set that's not packed up the right way, the cards in the corner sometimes get banged around mm-hmm. by the target stock people. So am I going to tell you everyone else is going to be perfect? Hopefully your Zion and your jaw are not the cards on the end of the set. You know? But, guys, this is really – it's 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 more of a um, – I'm looking this way, so look the other way set. I'm going to tell you, there are people out there who know what this is, and they've been out for long enough that I just typed in for you, man, because I'm talking about the premium box, the ones that are numbered out of 199. I see one Tyler Hero that's up, and someone's asking for $1,599 for a PSA 9. Now, obviously, that's just an asking price. It's not going to get it, you know, the whole nine yards, but it's interesting, right? I mean, these are ones where... I believe because of the scarcity of them that you can um, pick a couple of these up. Your rookie, you know, rookies who you think they're going to have a good year this year, pay $3, pay $5, buy a few of them, send them off for grading in, you know, a bulk sub, our next monthly sub. And, you know, it's a card comes back as a 10 that you're going to be into for 15 bucks, 20 bucks and sell for a hundred, 120, depending on who the rookie is, you know, maybe even more. So be on the lookout because no one else is looking. And that's what I try to I try to bring you guys. Hoops premium. I love it. Let me cap with a few things here, okay? Mm-hmm. One, so I appreciate you saying that the Kobe Mutual Fund play from yesterday was a big hit. Thank you. Tons of people reached out. Uh, and I'm going to get back to all of the messages, I promise. I got a really cool message from Christopher Stocky. And let me just read. It's his uh, Instagram is. Wait, 13. a guy a guy reached out to you about mutual funds, and his name is Stocky. You can't James. make that up. Man. Can't make it up. You can't make that up. And I'll tell you why I'm telling I you this. It. Well, he actually has um, a spreadsheet that he's put together for all of the Kobe rookies, and he broke them down by population, um, the percentage that it gems. Uh, arbitrage opportunity, market cap. So I'm not going to be the one that's going to send this out to you guys. But Chris, if you're listening, thank you so much for sending me the spreadsheet. It's super helpful. And guys, his handle, if you want to reach out to him and make a connection, highly recommend it. It's 13 Publius 13, P-U-B-L-I-U-S 13, 13 P-U-B-L-I-U-S 13. So thank you, Chris. Second thing, I just got an email from Cardboard Gold Cage. Cardboard Gold Cage. Can I read mm-hmm. it to you? Because I think this will really help people. Sure. He says, expect delays from FedEx and UPS from now until Christmas. I just read in the Wall Street Journal that UPS was limiting packages from the Gap and Nike this week. I've never heard of this occurring before, but just keep that in mind. So my point is, with some lockdowns going on in the USA, we're all shipping cards all the time. Uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, I remember running into issues in April, May with this. So I think it's it's a good thing to be ahead of versus, you know, something gets lost in the mail or there's delays uh, or anything like that. So anything else for it. you, Cage? No, no. I mean, listen, that's, it, it's, it's good advice. 
I mean, this is the holidays, man, and now everybody's home, so everybody's going to be mailing everything everywhere. So, um, you know, expect some delays. The only other thing I'll, I'll throw out there, I mean, we are really getting a lot in. Um, if you have any cards for our monthly sub, still have time to get them into us. Um, if you haven't put them in the mail yet, just drop us a note, tell us that it's on its way so we can be on the lookout for it and make sure we squeeze it in uh, and get it in our sub, okay? And, and guys, what we did was we got a pretty big uh, P.O. box. So never feel that you have to even let us know proactively that you're sending yep. cards. Feel yep. free to ship them and let us know. Uh, the P.O. box is insured. It's safe. It's locked. So all of your cards are going to be delivered. They're going to be kept there. And then we will let you guys know when we receive them. Anyone yep. who's done business with us knows that we are highly communicable. Any questions, anything like that, we always get back to you and we always let you know that we received your packages. Hotshot, first, he's amazing. He literally orders on eBay and has it already shipped and saved uh, to our address at the PO box. It's no problem. It's no hassle. We actually set it up this way to help you guys. So feel free to use it at your convenience, okay? Yep. Any questions, guys, please feel free. And, uh, you know, thanks to everybody who's reaching out with all the questions you have and, and joining our, uh, our Instagram group over the last couple of days. We've had a, a great response on that. And if you're uh, listening to this and you have any interest in that, just let us know. Shout out to my co-host, guys. I don't know how he does it. I woke up to 30 messages <laughs> this morning and I text Cage and I said, Cage, are you, are you able to keep up with all of these DMs? He's so happy. He loves you guys. He loves interacting. He loves your questions. So it's, Listen, it's amazing. I love talking cards. So the more people who want to talk to me about cards, the better. Let's go. <laughs> Hi, Luke. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.